0: What up, bro? Welcome to a new episode of the Brand Janu Show. As you know, I am Brand Janews, but tonight's episode is a little different, and I'll get into that in a minute. Like always, Brand Janews Show is on YouTube channel. Also, all podcast platforms everywhere. And, of course, my social media platforms, mainly Instagram and TikTok, Brand Janews Show. I still got to set up threads. I don't know what the fuck that is, but I'll definitely try to set that up. But since technically... This is still technically the brand new show, even though it's a completely new series, podcast series that I'm doing uh, called Bleed Black and Gold, which is pretty much just me talking about the New Orleans Saints, one of my favorite football teams, one of my favorite teams. Uh, Of course, being from New Orleans, you were born a Saints fan. Uh, So today is my second episode. I did one earlier this, a couple months ago. To start it off, but today is the second episode of Bleed Black and Gold. Um, So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, I will be talking about what's been going on with the Saints, particularly what today was. Because today was the first preseason game. Football is back. Uh, It was the first preseason game today, and let's get into it. Because today, like I said, is the first preseason game of the Saints' season, preseason uh, we took on the defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. And yes, it's preseason. It doesn't really, to a lot of people, don't really care. Except if you have a fantasy football team or you are <laughs> just a, a crazy, overzealous, just absorbed fan of football. You love it. This is finally back. We're finally back to football. Then this week was all for you. This <laughs> has been in football since... Thursday and tonight today it wrapped up today um but let's get into it man uh, like I said today was the first preseason game for the Saints it was in uh, the Caesar Superdome which is our home uh, our stadium our superdome man our, our place of uh, where we play football man the Saints uh, and we won the game 2624 if you didn't know the score we won the game but let's break it down and talk about this so for <clears throat> most of this uh, week, there's been, like I said, a lot of preseason games, and a, there's been a lot of ones, and if you don't know the analogy of ones, starters, guys that actually are going to play in the regular season, that are actually going to be a part of the starting players, the the 11 players that will be on the field to start the season. <clears throat> there's a lot of ones that played this preseason, um, and it went that way today in this game, where our once took on Kansas City's uh, ones. Uh, uh, we got the ball first uh, in this preseason game, and uh, it started off with Derek Carr, our new quarterback, Derek Carr, who I talked about before uh, on episode one. Go listen to it; um, it should be out there. Uh, but you know, I talked about this. I talked about this on episode one. Where, you know, Derek Carr, everything could go right for Derek Carr if everything could go right for him, or it could go extremely bad for him. We don't know what Derek Carr we're getting. Excuse me. If we get that Derek Carr that I saw today, the Saints are going to win a division. And I, like I've said in previous times, I've done this either on anything I've done with my brother Juan, or if I just done it on here. I think the Saints could be the number one seed. Hell, I think the Saints get to the Super Bowl if Derek Carr plays like he played today. Um, But let's get into it. So the first play of the game was Derek Carr pretty much getting the ball. And they pretty much tried to do like a swing pass, pretty much like a a play action swing pass. Chris Olave in motion, try to get him going in the open field, and he dropped it. (laughs) So that wasn't a good play. That wasn't a really good pass. That was a terrible situation to start off. But – it didn't matter because Alvin Kamara, who I will be talking about uh, after I talk about this, Alvin Kamara uh, got the ball on the second plate and ran it for at least a good 11, 12 yards. Um, had to get out of a, couple of a couple of tackles, but he broke it. Got to, like I said, a first down at that play. next couple of plays after that, uh, you saw Derek Carr starting to get into rhythm now. He was starting to catch the rhythm of what the team is. You saw him throw it to Jawan Johnson. Kenneth, uh, it uh, – Keith Kirkwood, um, you saw him even get Michael Thomas, who we haven't heard in a long time. Michael Thomas uh, get a catch, get a couple of receptions in his on his drive. Um, he did hit Chris Olave at some point on his drive. It was it was a pretty good drive, man, to say the least. Um, my one thing about this drive was run the run, the 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 offensive line. The first play of Alvin Kamara was pretty decent. After that, the run blocking was very. Non existent to not even there. Um, but after that, um, the Saints did drive down the field and score a touchdown when Derek Carr threw it to uh, uh, Keith Kirkwood for a touchdown, man. Um, all in all, man, the first drive was pretty damn good. I mean, we didn't, outside of the, the, outside of the one fall star penalty on Trevor Penning, who, by the way, last year's rookie who we drafted in the first round last year with Chris Olave, um, who got injured before the preseason even started? Excuse me. He had turf toe and he was out until like November of last year. To see him actually, you know, push the pile early, try to get aggressive, try to show his his, his toughness. Uh, I I me personally, I just felt like can't, the, the, the New Orleans Saints should have took advantage of the Kansas City Chiefs. With no Chris Jones in the middle, like, he was going to actually play if he actually signed his extension. Like, he was going to play. Like, come on. But the fact that they didn't take advantage of that in the middle of the field, like, it, it seemed like a, it was the old Saints run mile, like, try to get it to the outside corners where I didn't I, – that's – that's I just – I think you should go up the gut. The Saints are a better team when they are pushing the pile up instead of trying to move it to the side. And that's what you saw in this game. A couple of times when they try to move it to the side, do stretch plays and stuff like that, that's when they got really fucked up in the run game. When it was actually running up the gut and running up the middle, they actually moved the pile. They actually could do it. So hopefully as this, this, this new offense, cause it's a new offense, the West coast offense, it fits Derek Carr a little bit better. And plus, like I said, on the last episode, first episode, we had to get rid of those plays cause Sean Payton is back. So we couldn't run Sean Payton's offense with him being in the league. So it fits this team. So, like I said, all in all, Derek Carr's first drive was incredible. It was a really good nah, – not incredible. It was pretty good. It was pretty decent to see Derek Carr get in rhythm. Like I said, if that is the Derek Carr we get all this entire season, they were in pretty good fucking shape. Let's be real. Like, that's that's pretty fucking good. If also the running game can actually find its gear, that's another thing that we need to get. We got to get our running game right. Um the second offensive drive for the Saints. And, and, of course, the defense took the field after the first drive for the Saints. At the scoring touchdown, Patrick Mahomes did play today. Um, I saw a lot of people, you know, being like, well, it's preseason. He went two for two, 15 yards. not bad. But when you actually watch the plays in the game and how it was flowing for him, it looked a little like, oh, shit, wait a minute, this is a little different. They couldn't run the ball. Claudette was a layer, caught a swing pass, and the Saints were just on him immediately. Um... He kept – they try to keep giving the ball to Clyde it was was because Pacheco could, didn't play today. But Clyde was alert, he just could not find any crease in that defense to even – that offensive line could not get a push early in that game. They just stuffed the offensive line. Like I said, Patrick Mahomes went two for two, 15 yards. But if you actually watch the game and, I mean, the play that he actually had because uh, he actually – the first drive that he did, he runs the ball out the pocket on like a third down, and he had to slide, and he was behind the line of game. I think it was like a fourth and one, and, and Kansas City, of course, is preseason, so why not? Let's just try to see if we could do something that could catch this team off guard. They went for it on fourth and one, and the Saints defense with uh, a pretty good fucking ex-quarterback, Oklahoma, who's now a tight end, who kind of plays the Taysom Hill role for the Kansas City Chiefs, and Blake Bell, he takes the snap. You know, they snap it to him. He takes the snap directly. And the Saints defense just absolutely bullied the Kansas City offensive line. Bullied the shit out of them. Blake Bell could not even move. He got hit. They actually put, I don't know why they came and bought the sticks out again to do a measurement. The man was farther behind the line than he actually was, than he, than Patrick Mahomes was when he slid. Like, he was farther behind. The Saints got the ball, and that's when you know the Saints scored again. Uh, Jamison, uh, James Weston got on the field for his first time in the preseason first action, and um, I like this rookie man, A T. Uh, A. T. Uh, Ter- uh, Perry, A T. Perry, man is is is. I think if if uh, Traquan Smith is still hurt and Rashad's, you know, Rashad Slater kind of Rashad, he kind of like takes his his, his time. You know, Rashad Shahid takes his time. Traquan Smith still can't really catch because that's his biggest fucking downfall. He can run block like a son of a bitch. He can't catch for nothing. I think you should put that nigga at tight end and keep keep, (laughs) – you should put that nigga at tight end. But A.T. Perry, man, he did an amazing job today, man. I got it. That was the first chance I really got a chance to see him in action to be, what, a six, seven-round pick from Wake Forest was a hell of a – he is one hell of a receiver. He's slim. He kind of looks like Chris Olave in a sense, where he kind of just do – but it feels like he's also like a, like a Michael Thomas in a sense, where he kind of get all these progressions and all these things. James Winston kept finding him. Matter of fact, the first t- – the second touchdown of the game was James Winston throwing it to him. He caught it over the Kansas City Chief uh, defender. Well, James Winston kind of lobbed it up perfectly well, where the Kansas City Chief defender couldn't even get his hand on it. Went right to A.J. A.T. Uh, Perry. He just put the ball in the end zone and – You know, and of course, you know, they're like, well, was he down? Because his elbow hit the ground. But if the ball was already over the the goal line with him, it was already a touch now. So, all in all, man, and Jamal Williams on that drive also. Jamal Williams got a chance to play a little bit here. He also ran, like I said, when he was running, you could sell, like, okay, they could move the pile a little bit more. He's running a little hard. He's running a little aggressive. That's what we need from a running back that's going to be, this, you know, the the split back carry guy with Alvin Kamara when he comes back off of – What he, you know, his suspension. Uh, I was really looking forward to seeing uh, Kendra Miller, uh, the TCU running back, but, uh, you know, he got injured today. Um, Hopefully the MRI doesn't show too much craziness. They say it was a sprung ankle. Uh, He suffered a a sprained ankle. Hopefully it is just a sprain. Hopefully it's nothing too crazy. Um, So hopefully it comes back negative tomorrow and everything's good. Um, All in all, man. The Saints' defense um, is ready. I think their defense is – you still got your – you know, when they got into the second half, of course, people stopped watching preseason by the second half because it doesn't matter. But the second half, Kansas City made a comeback, and I feel like a lot of times the the defense in the secondary is very where is the conversation. But I think the linebacking core, the defensive line, is not the problem at all. I think the secondary is where we're going to have to have the problems. Uh, Alante Taylor, who – did an amazing job last year uh, in his limit, limited amount of time because he was in and out last year because of injuries. Uh, I feel like he played pretty well. You know, he kind of let a receiver get behind him in that second drive for Kansas City, he Got let a receiver get behind him. And, yeah, he had the speed to catch up to him, but that, you can't do that shit in, in the NFL because sometimes you can't make up that speed. Somebody get behind you, they just burnt your ass, and that's the end of it. So hopefully you watch that on the film. Dennis Allen kind of pulled him to the side and said, "Hey, bro, that is something you cannot do. As if you've been in the league now for a year, you know how this works. You cannot let somebody just go past you, and be just because you can make up the speed. This ain't college. If somebody get past you, then they just got past you, and that's the fucking problem. We need you to not do that ever again. So hopefully he understands that. Hopefully he comes back a little bit stronger. He had an amazing tip pass, uh." Before halftime, where he kind of tipped the ball up uh, for uh, for one of our defenders. Uh, he tipped the ball up, came up, uh, snagged the ball out the receiver hands, ball went up, picked off. So we're showing that we can create turnovers, which is a very important thing because last year we could not get a fucking turnover to save our lives. One thing I definitely want to see more and more is, you know, a run defense, which was the, the Achilles held that defense last year, which is rare to say for a Saints defense, we couldn't stop the run today. If it's like we like I saw today with that first team, that first defense out there, we're set in stone. We got a good defense. Demario Davis didn't even play. D'Amico Jackson was another guy I was waiting to see uh, today. He got a penalty on the first kickoff, like the literally when the kickoff happened, he got a penalty. But he also made a hit right after we scored that first touchdown and hit that fucking dude. So he's starting to round into his own. Listen, all in all, man, I think Peyton Turner, who also kind of got himself going in that the second drive for Kansas City, kind of got as uh got to the quarterback, hit the quarterback a couple times, so put a lot of pressure on the quarterback, man. All in all, man, the Saints, you know, even though it was preseason, we were down twenty four seventeen, scored a touchdown, then had to went for they a two and we missed it, but. The defense got a pick at the end. And then Will Lux, who looks like he's normal. He looked like he's – I will not say normal. He looked like he's back to being Will Lux. He made a lot of good field goals. He even hit the game winner. Uh, So, hey, man, listen, I think we are in a good position. I think the Saints – what I saw today from the ones, it feels like that defense, if we're healthy, like I said, that defense is healthy, it's a way different conversation. We are a way different team if that defense is healthy. If we can stop the run, the passing game is always going to be a little shaky for us because we just we got one shutdown and then the rest of them are just like fill-ins. But if the linebacker core is doing what they're doing, moving sideline to sideline, hitting everybody, doing what they did, played like they played today, when, when Clyde edwards let move, they move every time. Uh, I like Sanders, who we bought from Kansas City into that defense. I like that. Like I said, uh, Brazee, Brazier. He played a little, got into the defense. He actually helped stop the running game a little bit too. So it feels like we have something, man. Defensively, for the, for the ones we're, we're we're set. It we're we're set. I think we have a really good defense. Like I said, when we get our leader back, Demario Davis, and the linebacker core, you're gonna see Pay Warner, who, Pete Warner, who Pete Warner was out there today. But you know, he didn't really have that that crazy impact like he had like last year. But I think because he had to do so much, he kind of just was like, let me just chill. Uh, Zach Brown, who we've – Zach Briner, who, Brown, who's had for the last couple of years, it feels like he's finally coming into his own now with the linebacker core. Like I said, the, the Marco Jackson, who we drafted last year from Appalachian State, I was ready to see what he was going to be, what he was going to bring to the table. He showed up today. So, I feel like the Saints defense, man, all in all, is a really good freaking defense. What do we do when it's all said and done? I don't know, man. That run defense was back to normal. I like, okay, this is what the Saints are for, like, 2020. One's 2020 2019 for most of Dennis Allen's time as that defensive coordinator, now head coach. The run defense has been stout, and it feels like we got that back under control when it comes to the offense. Um, Derek Carr that was my biggest concern now is running back, um, which I'm about to get into. But uh, that run deep, that run offense is it, it that run blocking has got to get better. Hopefully, next week when we play uh, the Chargers. We will see more of that aggressive, hit-you-in-the-mouth offensive line play. Maybe they play a little bit more than just one drive, and you could kind of see what that offensive line is and see where they are technically at right now. Um, But all in all, man, Michael Thomas got a catch. I saw Jimmy Graham out there today. He caught a pass. Um, Jawan Johnson, who we've been waiting to see if he was going to unlock into this guy that we've all been saying he could unlock into, well, he looked good today. You know, Chris Olave, he dropped a pass. But, hey, man, I think Chris Olave is going to actually have the better breakout season than Garrett Wilson. And everybody continue to scream Garrett Wilson is going to have this incredible fucking season. I think Chris Olave is going to actually have the better breakout fucking season between those two. But I know people going to say, well, you're just a Saints fan. No, it's fucking com- uh, common fucking sense. Garrett Wilson is the only fucking receiver in the Jets organization that you actually are threatened by. Whereas for the Saints, if Michael Thomas plays like he played today, you have A. T. Perry, you also have you know, you know Rashad uh, Shaheed come back. Chris Olave now is a threat, and like a lot of people have said today, Derek Carr and Chris Olave have bonded a lot in practice, and they have actually really uh, found chemistry with each other. I know the first pass wasn't nothing, but as the season is going to progress in the, when the start of the season, I think. Chris Olave is going to be the main focus of the receiving core. And Michael Thomas is going to do what Michael Thomas can do. Because I think Chris Olave, like I've said, is the number one receiver. Michael Thomas is the two, a really great two, but he's a two now. So I think that's what I think. Chris Olave is going to have a breakout fucking season. And people can sit here, like I said, you can say Gary Wilson. That's great. But you're only saying it because it's the Jets. Because it's Aaron Rodgers, it's the Jets. Watch what I say. Chris Olave is going to have the best – second season between all of these two receivers, these number, the sophomore year receivers, Chris Olave is going to be leading the pack. I promise you. He's going to be in the top five of receivers. Watch that. Um, getting to the other things, man, the Saints, um, Like I said, Evan Kamara, I haven't, haven't done his episode. I haven't done this in a win it in a minute. Alvin Kamara has finally gotten suspended. He will be suspended for the first three games of the same season. Those first three games will be at home against Tennessee, then on the road against Carolina and Green Bay. So he will be missing the Monday night game against Carolina, and he will be missing the Lambeau game against the Green Bay Packers, which is actually a late game on uh, Fox that day. What do I think of the suspension? They're going to suspend him. I don't think anybody in their right mind thought he was just going to walk free. Even though the charges were dropped, even though the case got dismissed, he was not going to walk free. And I think the NFL, when it comes to the Saints, he was going to get some time. I'm happy that he got three because, let's be real, it could have been crazier. But three games in the first three games, okay, you see Tennessee. I think we could beat the Tennessee Titans with the team we got, the offense that we have. I mean, so like I said, if Kendra Miller is actually healthy, or if we go get somebody? With Jamal Williams, I think we can actually beat Tennessee with that, especially if our defense is healthy and they're playing like they're playing, like they did today. Um, When it comes to uh, the the Carolina Panthers game, it's a Monday night game. Anything can happen. We do not play well against Carolina, especially if it's, like, right after a game, like the first week or the second week or third. Like We just don't play Carolina good in the first – couple of weeks of the season we do not travel well to Carolina it's a Monday night game I do not know what to expect in that Monday night game for us from us I'm be honest I'm not even gonna be able to watch the game because I'm gonna be at the Drake show but you know I don't know what to expect that's always a hard watch for me anyway because when the Saints play Carolina like I said they tend to not show the fuck up after week one Week one, it's like they pour their energy into week one, and then week two, them niggas just fade the fuck off, especially if it's Carolina. So, it could go any fucking way. What I will say is this. I do not feel threatened by Carolina like everybody screams we should be threatened by Carolina. Did you see them uh, yesterday against the Jets? Them niggas let Zach Wilson torch them. And don't sit there and say, well, they didn't have their starters out there. Yeah, the fuck they did. They had their starters out there. And them niggas got torched. So, Good luck. Um, But like I said, that's a week two, and they will have their real starters out there, and they will be playing extremely fucking hard that game. So I expect Carolina to be great in week two. Week three is Green Bay. I don't know what to expect from Green Bay, and that's a scary feeling. Jordan Love, when he played Friday, it looked pretty decent. He looks ready. He looks good. I don't have that much doubt in Green Bay like a lot of people do. I actually have Green Bay, I think I told my brother Juan, finishing, what, third in the division. But Green Bay could literally end up in the playoffs. I don't fucking know. Green Bay has that ability to either win a division, be the last team in the division, or at least be a wild card team because we don't know what the fuck Green Bay is. And that's a scary feeling. So week three, those three games are very interesting games. Tennessee could always be Tennessee, Derrick Henry, all that, DeAndre Hopkins. They can always find a way. As for like I said, Carolina is always a dangerous game because if we play them early, we don't know how to really – sometimes we come out flat as fuck in those games and we just don't show the fuck up. Week three is such a I don't know. So, as much as I would love to sit here and say we can start 3-0, and we can also start on three and we can also start one and two. We can start two and one. I don't fucking know what the Saints are going to be without Aaron Kamara for the first three games. What I will say is this, though, which goes into what's also going on. If Kendrick – Kendrick Miller is actually hurt, we need to go get a running back. And we need to go get one now. Now, Kareem Hunt visited us, visited the Saints earlier this uh, last week. The visit went well, so much, so well, that people were starting to put out reports that he was signing to us. Then you hear, well, he left the New Orleans without a contract. He's going to the Colts. And then today I see him going visit the Minnesota Vikings. Do I think Kareem Hunt needs to come to the Saints? Yeah, I think it will fit him and it will do him well. With three games of Elvin Kamara not being there, if Kendrick Miller is actually really hurt, you will get what you want, and that is the snaps because Jamal Williams can't do everything. You need to give him some breathing room, and Kareem Hunt will do amazing. Here's the thing: when you had Elvin Kamara without the, you know, they bought him in after Ever suspension. But for Jamal Williams and Kendrick Miller, you're like, oh, they're good. They don't need me. But now that Kendrick Miller is a little hurt, it, it could be an interesting time for Kareem Hunt to sit here and say, because if everything went well, like everybody said, Kareem Hunt, like, everything went well with the Kareem Hunt visit. Everybody liked him. He liked the, the organization. Like, everything was going on. But I think for a lot of people that, you know, like me, you gotta take out your fandom and actually pay attention to what's going on, and that is, you look at the two teams that, that have actually asked them to come and visit, the coats. They're dealing with John DeTaylor, and as much as they're fucking up that situation, if you're Kareem Hunt, you're like, John DeTaylor could either play this season or he could not. Or if he does play, he might get hurt. And if he gets hurt, then I'm the number one guy. And if you're Kareem Hunt signing for a year, you need all the carries you can get to give somebody a chance to sign you next year. So if that's the case, even though running backs don't really get signed to anything nowadays, but if you can find a team that could probably say, well, Kareem Hunt does fit us and he fits the situation, we give him at least two years, let's see what happens. And then you look into the Minnesota situation where they just let Dalvin Cook walk for no fucking reason at all. And you got this guy, Alex Madison, there, Alex Madison, there. We don't know what he is. And if you're Minnesota and you're seeing this, You're probably saying the same shit, like, oh, wow, he doesn't fit as we thought. He's probably a really good split carry back, probably a good two to the one, but he's not a straight one, and I think that's why you're bringing in a Kareem Hunt, because you're starting to see that, and like, oh, shit, he might be a really good two. He's not a one, and if that is the case, you need Kareem Hunt. So, if you're the New Orleans Saints and you got, like, three running backs, two of them are now probably down, one can really play. If you're Kareem Hunt now, yes, the money might not be there, but the opportunity is with the Colts in Minnesota. But now with the Saints situation, with Kendra Miller probably being hurt and Evan Kamara being out for those three games, what situation now does look good? Because if you're Minnesota, you're like, Minnesota, yeah, Colts, yeah, but the Colts are going to have to run their offense through their quarterback. We know this. Minnesota runs their, their offense through their receiver. We know this. The Saints have to run their offense through the running game. We know this. So if you're Kareem Hunt, the question really is who fits who? Who fits your narrative? Because, yeah, Colts are offering you more money. Minnesota might offer you more opportunity. But the Saints might give you the best opportunity to get the money, the opportunity, and the ability to actually be on a winning team. So I don't know what Kareem Hunt's going to do. Another guy that came is Anthony Barr, who I've, known, I've seen Anthony Barr since he was at college at UCLA. I've always been a fan of his linebacker ability. I've always been a fan of his. I actually thought the Saints should have drafted him when he was in the draft that year that he came out. Um, I thought he fit the linebacker core very well. He came this uh, also around the same time, I think, the same day Kareem Hunt did. Same thing, really good meeting. Really good showing. He liked the team but just didn't leave with a con but did leave with the contract. Which prompts the Saints to go get somebody else. And that's Jalen Smith, who, if you know Jalen Smith, you know, drafted by the Cowboys, but really if you watched him in college, for Notre Dame, he was a linebacking monster. Boy was also considered for the Heisman at some points during that season. Um and then he tore his uh, ACL. And he hasn't really been right since the injury, to be honest with you. But I think if he – if and then he, like I said, he got drafted by the Cowboys. And then he played a little bit there. Then he got injured again. And then they had let him go. He went to Green Bay, I think, last year. He played some there. What do I think of the – no, he was on the Giants too. He got drafted. He went to sign to the Giants last year, played a little bit there. What do I think of the, the Jalen Smith signing? He fits a linebacker core. A lot of people say we need a lot of linebackers, but I think our linebacker core is actually really good. I don't think he makes the team, to be honest with you. I think he makes the practice squad. I think you keep him just in case something happens. With Demario Davis, with uh, Pete Warner, you keep him. You keep him on the team, practice squad, but I don't think he makes the full roster. Um, And I don't think Andy Barr would make the full roster either. I think he probably would have made it full roster more than Jalen Smith would, but we shall see how this all plays out. Um, what do I think of the Saints, man, this upcoming season? Watching the day, like I said, the offense was really great. The run defense is back. The secondary is still something to be watched and, and, and very watched in in in, in, in awe of because you don't know really what the secondary is going to be. they said Marshawn Lattimore is having an incredible training camp. I didn't really see him do a lot today, so that must mean he did a great job in training camp because if your quarterback is not being thrown at or something like that, that's a good fucking thing. Kansas City was not throwing the ball deep. They were kind of just more so shooting it. It's not deep in the first when Patrick Mahomes is out there because that's really what we're looking at. But for what Kansas City did today, for what the Saints did to Kansas City today, pretty decent. Like I said, second half is one thing. Third, four stringers, guys that's just trying to make the team, that's a way different conversation than when you have the ones and ones. And if you're asking me the ones versus the ones, the Saints won today. They beat Kansas City, and they beat them pretty damn convincingly. Um, so, yeah. Until then, I'll see you next week. Uh, next Sunday, I think they play the Can- uh, the Los Angeles Chargers in L.A. I think it's like 10.30 next Sunday. So, I'll probably do the episode Monday morning or some shit. <laughs> Until then, man, I am Brandon new. This is Bleed Black and Gold. NFL season is officially upon us. A couple more games, two more weeks for preseason, then – One bye, and then the full season is there. And, of course, like always, man, I will be doing my recording of that game number one, Tennessee, New Orleans, right after the fucking game. So, till then, man, I am Brandon new. NFL season's here. Peace.